unto God. We'll, we'll wrap this subject up tonight, hopefully, and I hope something has stuck in your spirit that will cause you to start being profitable unto God or get a heads up on what you need to do to make God pleasing uh, in his sight, not our sight, but in the sight of God. And uh, this is what the saints need to start focusing on is how can I please God with my life? When you uh, look at the past scriptures that we have read, we have read scripture where it pointed toward us doing something. Uh, it also pointed towards us carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the most important thing that we have to do in this life is make sure the gospel get out. So, and the only way it's going to get out is our mouth has got to be open. We can't get the gospel out with a closed mouth. I heard a word from uh, my sister-in-law, sometimes the words that she said always ring back a bell. And she said in her word that a closed mouth can't be fed. So guess what? You can't feed nobody with your mouth closed. So you got to get out of the act of trying to hold what you know about God to yourself because it can cost you in the end. If you would... Go to Proverbs chapter 10, and we'll read, we'll go ahead and start at the first verse, and read down through the fifth, and then we'll skip over to the 11th verse, for that first section. A wise son makes a glad fat father. But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Treasure of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to be famished, but he cast away the substance of the wicked. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent make it rich. He that gathered in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Verse 11 says, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. But violence covered the mouth of the wicked. Now, when we look at what the proverb is telling us in its wisdom, that when it seems like you are on the downside of life and you are doing without, God will still work it out for your good. The prosperity of the wicked is temporal. But the way of the righteous
righteousness is a delight unto the Lord. Regardless of what you don't have or what you do have, make sure that you are being a delight unto God. The life of a person seeking the Lord is better in the long run than a life of the wicked that come to ruin. Every day has 24 hours filled with opportunity for you and I to grow, to serve and be productive in the kingdom. Yet it is so easy to waste time and let opportunity slip through your fingers. See time as see time as God's gift and seize and grasp the opportunity to live for him. So you got to be wise with your time. That's why he said, he that gathered during the summer takes advantage. You got to take advantage of the time that you have. Don't let time run out on you and you did nothing with it to please God. Now, we do a lot of things to please ourselves. We do a lot of things to please other people. But what have you done to please God? Take full advantage of the time that you have. Take every opportunity. Because if you do, he said, you act as a wise son. Oh, you want to see, you want God to see you with wisdom. You want God to be able to see you and say, uh, I got something in store in that individual or that saint of God because he is wise about what I have said. Blessed are you. Amen. If you be not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't be ashamed of what God is doing in your life. When, 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 when opposition comes and when you run into a familiar foes that you used to hang out with, you still can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make no difference how down they try to talk about it or, or how many jokes they try to make about Christianity. You still can't be, you can't afford to be ashamed of what God is doing in your life. You got to stand up. You got to be counted. Because the, the, the scripture says the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Look what God has put in you. The thing that God is doing in your life, he said, you are a fountain of life. And his words of wisdom are the source of your blessing. Good God Almighty. We don't look at the word of God as being the source of our blessing. We don't look at the word of God as being the one that sustains our life. So guess what? You got to open your mouth. Because he said, but the mouth of the wicked conceal violence and evil. But not your mouth. Your mouth was supposed to be a fountain of righteousness. A fountain of life. Life was supposed to flow from your lips. And whoever hear the life that flows from your lips may ask an inquire of, where did you get that from? Then you can point them to Christ. 
Psalms 20, not Psalms, but go to verse 20 and 22, same chapter, verse 20. And it says in verse 20, the tongue of the just is as choice silver. Look what you were. This is as choice silver. That means you are worth something to God. Your life in righteousness is more than silver and gold. The heart of the wicked is a little work. You know, they do, they, 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 they do uh, have things today, but tomorrow then they gone. They on top today, but tomorrow they on the bottom. Amen. They live lavish for a little while. But after a while, you can't find them no more in the light. Say that the lips of the righteous feed many. Wait a minute. The lips of the righteous supposed to feed people? You supposed to be the mouthpiece of God feeding somebody the truth. But the fool died. For want of wisdom. My God, you mean to tell me you can have all that you think you need and then die like a fool die? And be lack of the wisdom of God? Wow. The blessings of the Lord didn't make it rich and add no sorrow with it. Amen. So guess what?
to make a difference in life, in the lives of others. In monetary value, God blessed us to bless the house of God, where the church would be in the position to bless the needs of others that are without. So guess what? We are a round of wealth in the hands of God, and it's supposed to be pointed towards kingdom business. There's one thing for certain, and I know it for a fact. The more you give, the more God will give back to you. And that's just not in tithes and offering. That's in time. That's in prayer. That's in consecration. That's in dedication. God will add to you instead of taking away from you. Somebody got a hands up. Go ahead, uh, 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 preacher, because I can't see the hand. It, it's not a hand up, excuse me. It's not a hand up. Oh, it's clapping, yeah. Okay. Keep on clapping, sis. Let us, uh, take a look at, uh, Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy four I was gonna begin uh I was gonna drop down to the twelfth verse, but before I do that, I think it's needful that I go up here and read uh the first five verses of this chapter. So I'm gonna read verse one through five first, and then I'm going to drop down to uh, where my intentions was to go. But this is just grabbed hold to me. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly. What Spirit? The Holy Ghost. That in the latter time, some shall depart from the faith. Don't let that be you. Giving heed, uh-uh, to seducing spirit. You got to watch yourself. And doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding to marry, commanded to abstain from meat, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving to them which believe. And know the truth. For them that believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. If. Make sure you make sure you understand that word. If. It be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Now you understand that the word of God cannot be left out of nothing, not even in your eating. The word of God cannot be left out of anything that's pertaining to a saint of God. So you have to watch what you give your attention over to. Heed me, you are attentive to other spirit. You got to be attentive to the spirit of God. Watch what you're listening to. 
by you. But be thou an example of the believer. Now this you can be considered in two ways. I know he was speaking to Timothy and Timothy was young, but this also means being young in the faith. Be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, with the laying on the hand of the Presbyterian. Meditate upon these things, give thyself holy to them, that thou profit, thou profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear them. So that tells me that uh, you ain't walking around with a closed mouth. You ain't walking around not telling somebody what God has done to you. You and I are supposed to still have some enthusiasm and some excitement about what God has done in our life. Oh, I know that's right. It's easy for older saints to look down on young saints. Sometimes God blessed the youth to teach you something. Not that age matter, but the anointing is what destroys the yoke. It is whoever God decides to anoint. It is whoever God calls with a word. You are not too old to learn something new. But you know, sometimes them that's old and been in the way for a while, they don't feel like nobody just coming in can tell them anything. But you better make sure that uh, you're not rejecting God. Regardless of his age, Timothy was not a self-appointed leader, but called by God. This young man was called to the ministry. And Paul was trying to let the people know that this man is ordained of God. Just like David was a young man. And all the old men of war were scared to fight the giant. And God had to pull the boy out of the field that was tending sheets to go and kill a nine-foot giant that the whole nation of Israel was scared and shaking over. He took a boy and did a man's job. So don't tell me what God can't do with an individual. Don't tell me what God can't do with you. The excuse is in you. It ain't in God. God gives you the ability through the Holy Ghost. So stop your excuses and find a way to get the job done. 
not like that. Sometimes in the church, some people can make you feel intimidated about what they think they know and how young you are to the calling. However, you keep looking under God. You stay in the book. You keep leaning toward God and the leader that God placed over you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do not let people handicap you in your work for the Lord. You have to watch them, 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 what you call them? You have to watch them trick words that folks use to discourage you. You have to watch how they throw slight words in there to cause you to think more negative about what you're doing or, or what you do than you think positive. Watch them trick words, them trigger words. So don't let nobody handicap you. Uh, especially in your work for the Lord. Our talents will improve by continual exercise in the word of God, not wasting time. And when you do get in the word of God, make sure that you re-look for resources of what the word of God is talking about so that you will know what you're talking about. Amen. Don't just be one of those fly by your pants. If the Lord said it, you better find out what the why the Lord said. Because he had a reason for saying what he said. Watch your life and watch the doctrine, and somebody will hear you and want to be saved. But you got to watch it. You got to be on point. You got to be studious. Amen. You got to study. To show yourself approved. It wasn't for the preacher to only study. It was for you to study as well. Because guess what? When you in the street. When you out somewhere get ready to witness. You can't run and get the preacher. You got to stand on your own. That's why it's good for you to make sure you get an understanding of the word of God when it's being preached and taught to you. Because you're going to be by yourself. And you're going to have to make that stand. Go. Go to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10. And the verse is 16. If you notice in the scripture, 
Jesus is going to be telling them what he's going to do with them. And he didn't say nothing about it. He was going to go along with them or he was going to follow But he said in the word, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. There's going to come a time that you got to be sent out. There's going to be a time that you're going to be by yourself. There's going to be a time that you're going to have to be to make yourself studious and make sure that you got a understanding of your teaching and of the doctrine of the apostles and Jesus Christ. When it comes down to time for you to use it, you got to know that you know. Because there's some wolves out there. And guess what? If you don't know what you're talking about, they'll eat you up. They will slice you and dice you. Uh-huh. Because some of them, that don't mean that they don't know books. And a lot of times they'll have it twisted, but guess what? If you don't know what's going on, you don't know how to untwist their mind. Be therefore as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Most snakes don't make no noise until it's too late for you. When you don't know anything, you already up on him. And he in a striking position. And you be saying, Lord, how am I going to get out of this? But God said, you just be wise. as it, But you be harmless as a duck. You're not out there to hurt anybody. You're out there to help somebody. You're out there to bring the gospel in so they can get an understanding on how God saved you. But beware of men. Uh-oh. He's all oh, you out there. You got to beware. You got to be very attentive to men who will deliver you up to the council. Now, you, I understand here that Jesus is talking to his disciples, sending them out on a mission. They're going to cause hardship. They're going to they call them some hardship for his name's sake. And sometimes for God's name's sake, you're going to get your feelings hurt. But guess what? You can't back up and go in your cocoon because you got your feelings hurt. So you got to be aware or they will deliver you up to the council. 
mistake. So that's why you have to know how to rightly divide the word of truth. That's why it is imperative that you allow the Holy Ghost to teach you why you're being taught. Uh-oh, I said something there, Pastor. The Holy Ghost has got to teach you why you are being taught. The Holy Ghost has got to teach you why you are being preached to. When the preaching and the teaching is going on, it's not for somebody else, but it's for you. You got to take this thing personal. And we got a problem with eating what God said. To our personal benefit. We want to make somebody else eat it. Or we want to claim that that's a meal for somebody else. Instead of eating what God said. And it'll do you some good. It'll do you some great good. Hardship not only comes from without. That's by government and courts and etc. But also within. It comes within from family members and friends. Living for God often brings on persecution. But with it comes the opportunity to tell the good news of salvation. So regardless of what you may have to stand or go through, you may show the truth. In persecution, we can be confident that God got us. Because Jesus has conquered and makes us overcome. Whatever we face, whatever condition we face, our situation, guess what? You still preach the gospel. You still tell the good news. I guess if I keep using that word preach, you might get messed, messed in mind that preaching is only telling somebody to tell somebody the truth. Sometimes, some of us need to tell somebody the truth in our own house, in our own family, amongst our own friends. Then you'll find out who they really are. So, it's got to be told. Whatever you face, it's still got to be told. Let the Holy Ghost speak through you. And the Holy Ghost is going to speak what you have already received. So you got to make sure you get an understanding. You got to make sure you pray to God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God, give me your understanding. Help me to understand what your word said. Do some resource. Do some research. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have salvation. And Jesus said, these are they that speak of me, and you won't come to me that you can be saved. So you got to know the scripture. Every saint of God is to be studious in the word of God. The pastor just brings it to the forefront. The pastor just takes you in the depths of the word of God, but it's still up to you to eat it. 
mundo. Oh, yeah. Show 
used to have a basket full of called friends. Now my basket is empty. But my basket is full of Christ. So what I had in the basket don't matter. <laughs> that that I lost don't matter. I am not weeping over now one of them to decide to walk away. Because guess what? It is better to have Christ than it is actually to have friends, whether you believe it or not. As we take up our cross and follow Christ, wait a minute. How many friends did you thought Christ had in his time? Every time you looked in the book, you found them trying to stone him, run him out of town, run him over the cliff, calling him a busy bug, all behind the truth. If they did it to the green tree, what do you think they're going to do to the dry? You and I and no better than Christ is, which is the gospel. If you carry the gospel, guess what? Prepare yourself. For the loss of some. Because conflicts is certain. As we take up our cross and follow Christ, our different values, our morals, our goals, and purpose will set us apart from others. And some of them others is going to be, Jesus trying to tell you, it's going to be family member because you know what? Those are the first one that you're close to. And they ain't going to all see like you see. Because if they're not searching for Christ, they ain't going to see like you see. And you need to stop wearing your feelings on your sleeve because they don't see like you see. They hurt my feeling. As long as you got the word of God out. Because see, when truth goes out, to whoever truth, look, whoever truth go out to, wherever they go, truth follow them. The truth of God's word, uh, if, if, if you put it in a parable, the truth of God's word is just like telling a German shepherd sickle. And, he, and he'll hunt you down till he catch you. So the truth of God's word is going to follow whether, God, whether or not it seems like they accepted it from you or not. It's going to follow them. It's going to be in their sleep. It's going to be in their mind. It's going to always come back to them. What they do with it is not your business. It is them and God's business what they do with it. But you got to be the carrier. Don't neglect. I'm not telling you, uh, uh, either Paul is not telling you to neglect your family, but remember, your commitment to follow Christ is greater than how your family feels about your walk with God. Oh, it's got to be greater. It's got to be more important. You treat them with kindness, but guess what? You treat God with pure love. You 
can't give him what he wants. You need to find another profession. Because guess what? This one won't fit you. This one that'll cause you This one that'll cause you to lose friends and family members. This one will to seem like you left alone sometimes. Uh, if, 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 if that is not in your memoir, you're in the wrong business. You need to get out of this business. This ain't a glamour. Amen. This is a spiritual war business. And if you're not a warrior, guess what? You're in the wrong business. Amen. So, Think about it. If you would, well, my folks, we'll, 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 we'll go into Roman in a minute. You can keep a closed mouth about the gospel of Jesus Christ if you want to. But you are called out to tell somebody else how to get out of the shame that God brought you out of. And if you hold back from them, you got to ask yourself, I wonder how I'm going to fare when I see Jesus Christ. Taking up your cross also means being willing to publicly identify with Christ and facing almost certain opposition. Even standing on the opposition side of friends and family. If you don't, you are not worthy of Christ. That's what he's telling you. You got an insult to him. Uh, oh, I was just, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay, you had something to say. I was going to open the door. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. You can step in in time, preacher. Right. Romans 1, verses 16 through 17. Listen what Paul had to say. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now here's the good part about it. He said, for it is the power of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. And if you neglect to give somebody the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are denying them the power of God unto salvation. Wow. And he said, it is to everyone that believe it. Everybody ain't going to believe it, but somebody will. Don't worry about them that don't believe. You just worry about them that believe. You just lead them as far as you can lead them to the house of the living God. And once they get to the house of the living God, then it is the man of God's responsibility to pick it up from now. You stop preaching and let the preacher.
preacher do the job. Don't bring them and then you try to still be pastoring now. And that's a lot of times how we make a lot of mistakes. We'll get somebody to the house of God and then we'll continue to try to pastor them. No, 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 no. When they got through the door, your job was over. It's the preacher's job now. I hope that made sense. And it is the power of salvation to everyone that believes it. To the Jew first and also to the Greeks. For there is the righteousness of God revealed, uncovered. Amen. Made known. The righteousness of God was revealed from faith to faith. And it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. It's a faith walk, saints. Paul said, I'm not ashamed because this message was the gospel of Christ, the good news. Can you imagine holding up or keeping back the good news from somebody that can be saved and strive for eternal life as you are? If striving for eternal life don't mean good news to you, what do? What does it mean? Salvation had life. 
nothing under God. And you was about to lose your mind. And God took the time out to send somebody your way. Just to give you a word. They didn't give you no over-the-counter medicine to, to shake and take. And you're going to be all right. But he sent them with a word. And the word of God drew you. So you need to know how to tell somebody how God draws you out the way. You need to know how to tell somebody how God pulled you out of the valley. <coughs> Don't act like you've been on top of the mountaintop all the time. Yeah. We had some real bad valley days. Amen. So don't be ashamed of this gospel. Whenever you get to feeling like you're ashamed, remember what he done to you. If you focus on God and on what he's doing in the world rather than on your own inadequacy, you won't be ashamed. Right. You won't be embarrassed about the life you now live in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the gospel shows both Jews and Gentiles how right, how righteous God is in his plan to save you and to make us fit for eternal life. God, he, he trying to make us fit. You know, look at this in a natural sense. You go to a dress shop. You go to a man's suit store. You go in there to find the thing that fit your curves just right. I know that right. <laughs> Some suits don't fit you. Some dresses don't do you right. You have to find the right material. You got to find the right suit that fits all of your it got a stretch. Harder than others, you know. So, Thank you. 
trust in his plan. Therefore, that's why we walk by faith and not being ashamed of the hope now that we live. And hoping and holding up the blessed name of Jesus Christ. Pressing through our oppositions. So, you remember when you start getting ashamed, remember where he brought you from. Remember the path of uh, uh, the, the, the righteousness of God is what was revealed to you by divine order or supernatural means. But God revealed himself to you and he calls you to come out. The word of God is supposed to be like a magnet. But them that believe it is supposed to add strength to pull out. If you don't believe it, it demagnetizes and you stay where you are. Hmm. Wow, preacher. So, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Somebody else is doing. He said, Was Paul? 